Welcome to this episode of Starting a Business Simplified. I have special guest Nova Beltran, who is a transformational coach and psychotherapist. She is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Texas and a trauma specialist certified in EMDR therapy. She works with women who are dedicated to their personal growth, but yet struggle with high-functioning anxiety and depression. In this conversation, we're going to be talking specifically about high-functioning anxiety and depression. Sometimes we don't even realize we have it. I'll be sharing some of my own personal journey in dealing with high-functioning anxiety and depression and offering awareness around this topic. If at any time during this episode you feel that you need to reach out for some help, you can always contact the National Mental Health Hotline at 866-903-3787 or visit their website at mentalhealthhotline.org. Hello and welcome to Starting a Business Simplified, Navigating the Shift a podcast for those of you looking to transition from a medical career to starting an online business. I will be sharing how to get started, success stories, and more. If you are looking to make the move from medicine to online, but don't know where to start or have a business, but are looking for business tips and encouragement on your journey, this is the podcast for you. I'm Susie Rains, your host, and I look forward to helping you simplify starting a business. Nova, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Susie. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited that you're here. The topic that we're going to talk about is so incredibly important and awareness around it. So before we jump into our topic for the day, if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about yourself and how you got started in your business. Sure. Yeah. So I am a psychotherapist licensed in Texas, and I am a transformational coach. And I got started, I mean, I went into the therapy field and right away wanted to be in private practice pretty, I knew that's where I wanted to go in the field. And, but before, as I was getting my hours and things like that, I was working at um, a domestic violence and sexual assault center and in a psych hospital. So definitely got lots of experience there. And, and then, but again, the goal was always private practice. I just wanted that independence and and so I set out to do that pretty quickly and I never took insurance, which was also a thing that like within the, that psychotherapy private practice realm is always kind of a decision to make and stuff. And really was a transition of like getting, getting started and getting going. And then, so I started my practice 13 years ago and then I, in the last four years, I've been transitioning to or the coaching realm and doing the transformational coaching. So, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Would you mind just expanding a little bit more on the transformational coaching? Because I think for those listeners out there, if you are in a, a mental health or working therapy of some sort, it might be interesting for them to get an idea of kind of how that transition works and what it is that you're doing now. Yeah. yeah. So... So a lot of what kind of prompted that is I took some, I took a two-year program with, and it's called Hakomi Method, and it's a mindfulness-based somatic practice. And 
through that, I mean, it is a lot of, it is that transformational work that goes deeper. I think um, there's different modalities in, in the coaching realm and with the transformational work, it, it allows like somebody that is coming from psychotherapy, mental health arena to kind of look at and still use those skills of going deeper, looking at beliefs, what anything that might be limiting them there. I do have the ability to do and the awareness of trauma work, just so I have that that I'm bringing with me. And so I did that program and then I bring with me all the stuff that I learned in psychotherapy and it just, it's a different model and framework. It's the most, the thing that kind of was a learning curve, I think for me, like, it's just, it's like almost, I think of it as like the container is different and the people that you are working with is different. So with my therapy practice, I worked a lot with some pretty heavy duty stuff of clients, self-harm, all of that type of thing. And I work with people who are functioning and they are in the coaching realm. They're able to do what they, they might struggle with certain things like we're going to talk about today, but they are functioning. And so they're able to hold themselves accountable and they just want that extra accountability. I think that's a big piece too. That was a transitioning difference of like, okay, it's with therapy, with clients, there's benefits for both, right? But like clients can come and work on stuff and then they're able to go and disappear for six months and then come back. But in, in the coaching, it, it is like this accountability piece of stepping into this container of like, okay, I'm going to commit to this work for a length of time. So that just does, it brings a different type of person that wants to do different type of work. And it really changes the whole dynamic of it, really. So it's been fun. Part of it to kind of mention too is I have done my own. I started getting it back in the day. I did my own therapy. I was like client, like since I was 19, <laughs> just like lots of work, right? All myself. And in the last five years, I started doing, I was a client with a mentor and a coach. And so I started getting a taste of that world. And so that's, that was a big piece of it too, is like learning about the differences, right? And experiencing the differences. So, yeah. I love that you have experienced both from your own personal perspective, uh, going through therapy and going through coaching. And I always recommend that people that are starting a business or transitioning in any way or, or going through something that need, that they are, even if it's health-wise, mental health-wise, have a coach or mentor or somebody that can help you work on yourself because we can't help others unless we're taking care of ourselves. And I know the topic today, we're going to be talking about high functioning anxiety and depression. And I love how you described the difference between the therapy and the coaching and how what our topic today is going to mostly geared to go towards the coaching side because it's going to be people that are functioning, that are doing their thing and living their life and may not realize that they have some underlying things happening. So that's really great that you have the experience not only as a coach and a therapist, but also as a client on both sides. So that's really, that's really good. Yeah. And for those of you listening, I do highly recommend that you reach out to a mentor or a coach if you're in a situation where you are totally functioning and you're not feeling like you're having a mental health crisis. For those of you that are listening that may be having some mental health issues, definitely, definitely reach out to your local institutions that have help, any of the phone numbers that they have for you there and anybody that could help you because that's such a huge thing. I've been through therapy myself. I suffer from PTSD. 
and I had lots of therapy there. And then I've had multiple coaches. So, so you and I have a lot that we have in common yeah. that way. Yeah, we do. And it's so, I mean, it was so helpful. I think I was, I had super clinical supervisors and support in that way in the therapy field, but just the business side of things, there's so much that, and going, and then going from the medical model field and just into a business is a lot. So definitely reach out and get support for that in one way or the other, I would recommend. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So for our topic today, we were going to talk about high functioning anxiety and depression. So if you wouldn't mind just giving us a good understanding of that and and just whatever you feel the listeners out there would benefit from knowing about this topic. Sure. Yeah. So I'm just to start off kind of like identifying like what is high functioning anxiety and depression. And it is, it is anxiety and depression that can easily be hidden or hard to detect. Someone with high functioning anxiety and depression may not think they're depressed or anxious at all. They might not see it and they might not see the impact that it has on their life. Right. And that is really for two reasons. So with high-functioning anxiety and depression, it's not as severe, like we talked, we've mentioned a little bit, it's not as severe as what is seen in like major depressive disorder or like someone who is having panic attacks. Like a lot of, most of the time, it's not that severe, right? However, it can get to that point, right? If it's left unchecked, it can get to that severity. And so it, it's, it's important to kind of be aware that it can get to that point and people can still kind of be appearing to function well on the outside. But it, and even though it may not be to that severity level, it is still having a damaging impact on a person's life for sure. So the second reason that it goes undetected and what distinguishes it from, it distinguishes it as high functioning is that the person is still able to function despite the anxiety or depression. And in fact, the kind of the thing I want to like really hone in on, Susie, is like they're actually a lot of times over-functioning. So a lot of times these people are very successful, high achievers in spite of feeling this anxiety and depression on a daily basis, right? So it is part of the over-functioning and kind of the going, going, going mentality that pushing through that actually is part of what creates the anxiety and depression too, right? So it's really seen externally, the suffering isn't seen, right? It's not very, it's not visible to a lot of the family members or people that are in their life, right? So that's really what distinguishes it is that they're very good at hiding it. <laughs> it's very good at hiding it. And they may even hide it from themselves. So, and I wanted to just kind of, I think for the listeners, if they, they can, I wanted to go through a list of like, what are some symptoms or indicators that they might be experiencing so they can see if this, if they relate to this at all. So with the depression side, and there will be overlap between the anxiety and depression for sure. But just generally, like what, what I see with the depression is that people often feel like they're just going through the motions of life. They're just they don't really, it's, it's every day is the same and it's just one foot in front of the other, feeling like zombies a lot of times, having trouble focusing and concentrating, not experiencing any joy and even things that they used to experience joy in. It's not really like fulfilling them as much anymore. Uh, feeling flat or no emotion, numb, 
it can be that there's sadness, there's more sadness and more feelings of loneliness too. But, you know, a lot of times it can just be kind of a flat affect and can also just, a lot of times it's anger and irritability too that is there, that is showing up, feeling disconnected, feeling tired, even though you have slept and feeling low energy, no drive or motivation, feeling hopeless. And then even low self-esteem and self-worth can be an indicator of this. Having very negative self-talk and negative thinking uh, and doing things like zoning out activities where they are just numbing out in front of TV a lot or numbing out with alcohol or food, rolling social media mindlessly. So it's basically like there's an internal disconnect from the world, from their interest and their desires but they appear to be present, engaged, and doing what needs to get done. Everything still is getting done. But inside yeah, there is this experience. I can, I can say, and, and I'm completely transparent with my listeners, I know that I had high-functioning anxiety and depression when I was struggling through my PTSD from being deployed in Iraq. And I didn't go see anybody about it for my goodness, it was probably almost 10 years. So literally like the things that you're describing made, I made that I normalized them. So it was like, I'm just going to push through. And I I worked Mm -hmm. in high, I worked, this is when I worked in veterinary medicine. And so I worked in a really high demand, high speed, 10 to 12 hour days, working Mm -hmm. long hours. And so it was masked. So it was like, I would come when I, on my days off and when I would go home, I would totally veg out and like basically just exhausted in my mind. I was saying, oh, I'm exhausted because I worked a 10 hour, 10, 12 hour shift and we were really busy. And, and in those times when I felt rested, I would try to find work. I would work on my day Mm -hmm. off or I would try to do something to fill the void because I would have this disconnect between mm-hmm. myself and how I felt. And even with work, like you described focus shifting and things like that. I even had one of one of the doctors I worked with, she started noticing a shift and she was like, you're missing some of the things on the charts and you haven't done that before. And that was kind of the wake up call for me is when people, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize all this was happening and I didn't realize that I, that I was, I was suffering from the anxiety, right. depression, because I was burying it so much. I was like shift, pushing right. it down so much. And it took somebody from the outside to say, hey, something's off. Like you're, you're, you've shifted. And I was like, oh, <laughs> maybe yeah. there is something going on here. And that's when I actually got help to yeah. move out yeah. of it. Well, yeah, I love that. Just the, the masking part of it and how. We think that, okay, I mean, I'm just tired because of work or I just want to relax. I just, I am stressed about what's going on and it's, it's not, we don't realize that it goes deeper than that. And it's part of this, that disconnect and the pushing down of everything that you're feeling. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I, so the anxiety part, but it's also being highly critical, like highly critical of self. That's how that shows up. Worry thoughts a lot, not feeling good enough or enough at all, right? Unworthiness, perfectionism, feeling shame and insecure, 
a lot of people pleasing and procrastination is seen with the anxiety side, avoidance of events and activities, trouble sleeping too, trouble eating, maybe too much or too little, physical health problems with the anxiety a lot of times. It's like the digestive issues, tension in the body, headaches. And what you spoke to, Susie, is like the staying busy all the time, right? Like even whenever you were having downtime, not being able to rest, not being able to stop, just having this mile-long to-do list even when you're not working, right? And this rushing kind of chaotic feeling, always feeling late or behind, feeling disorganized, forgetful, overwhelmed, and a lot of overthinking, analysis paralysis type things. So yeah, that's that's what really shows up. And I think some of the things that some of it's very, again, we can label it easily as anxiety and depression, but a lot of these things, they can be so hidden, right? And just thought of as something that is just a symptom of something else that's still going on in your life, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so mm-hmm. from from the, the list that you just said, um, if there are people out there that can resonate with some of those things, what are what are some things that you can recommend um, for them to do or ways that they can, like, if they're thinking, well, how do I know if it's really an outside influence or if it's actually something that I'm struggling with? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I would really say that the first step is that awareness piece, just like how, Susie, you had to have somebody externally say it to you, um, you know, that we not we might not have that. So just really taking this time to hearing what is what you're what you are hearing and taking it in. Maybe even going back and listening to that list again and writing down like what is what do you really, you know, what hits home? What is like, okay, this is something I've been doing way too much of, right? Like this is something that's not just an occasional thing. Like I'm finding myself doing this every night. And I'm saying like the example you gave, like I'm just saying it's because I'm tired. But, and, and so the awareness piece, I would say to just kind of even take a, a little notebook or something like that and like start to document when this shows up for you, when you can kind of see it, you can, as you track it more and you have more awareness, okay, like this might be like, okay, oh, I am, I see that I am really feeling a lot of worry about this. Like I'm going to, maybe, maybe it is situational, but like, as you keep tracking it, you kind of see. Okay, I'm really worried. I'm finding myself worried about this over here is like nonstop. I can't like, I can't really like quiet my brain down. And so I think tracking and having awareness is the first step of anything, right? To make change. So take note and of whenever these things pop up, when you feel like, okay, maybe this is anxiety, maybe this is depression. Like that. And, and I would say doing that first and then reaching out for support. If, if it's like, okay, this is something I'm not sure of. I know we you can reach out for support and see whether it's to a therapist or to a coach. I mean, they, you know, either one should be kind of able to like identify, okay, this is what, this is what maybe is going on, right? And yeah, reaching out for more support with that is, and getting the awareness, I think is the first step. Yeah. And I, I love the awareness piece around when you mentioned disconnecting. So like if you're just kind of numb and you're like not enjoying the things you normally would, you're just going through the motions. I think by one of the things I started doing for myself 
and it's it's not around anxiety and depression, but it was it's around my thoughts. So I put a thought that I have and I do a scale of one to 10. How am I feeling about that thought today? And I check mm-hmm. in with myself. Yeah. So then, so I'm feeling like when you described the disconnect and feeling numb and just going through the motions, mm-hmm. maybe people can rate on a scale of one to 10 for a few days. They could, this is something they could do for yeah. maybe a five, five or 10 day period and say, okay, I'm feeling disconnected on a scale of one to 10 today, not three. So it's yeah. not so bad. And then yeah. they can see if it's consistent and how extreme that mm-hmm. is. Because I think that was the hardest thing for me was not recognizing it. So for mm-hmm. those people that are listening, that's why I invited Nova on was to bring awareness to mm-hmm. these topics. Because coming from a medical profession, we are going, 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 and we're shutting down our emotions to work on other people, especially if you're in critical care, mental health, oncology surgery, like really anything. We're shutting our, we're shutting off our emotional connection to function and follow protocols and make sure that the patient's okay. So we shut ourselves down and then it's hard. I learned this about myself. It's hard to turn that back on. So that's where I think I completely disconnected when I was in Iraq and I didn't reconnect. So I stayed disconnected and it took me a while to really come back from that. So, yeah. Yeah, I, and I love the like kind of that you brought up the short period, like do it for seven days, like just track it for seven days, try to have that where there's apps too that I've seen had clients use that you can you can just mark it down on scale where you're at on the depression, anxiety, symptoms and things like that. So just kind of bring, just track it. And yeah, the disconnect, and it can be very, it can be kind of overwhelming and, a lot to to get back to that connection with self, right? So this is like a baby step in that and just like bringing that awareness back to self and seeing what is going on, right? Being honest, being honest with yourself too. Like, okay, this is, it's, I mean, I am really having, this is really impacting me at some point. Yeah, I'm, I'm an avoider. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there mm-hmm. that feel the same way. And it's yeah. easier to just, I'm not going to be honest with myself. I'm just going to shove that over here. And the procrastination, you mentioned that. So a lot of, for those of you listening, a lot of the symptoms that Nova shared, you're going to say, Susie, I've heard that in your other episodes around being a business owner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's true, but it's true in a different capacity. So what Nova described is consistently feeling this way to a point of where you're not enjoying life. Like you've disconnected emotionally or you're you're so anxious that like perfectionism, that's something that all new business owners, they get upset about because they're like, it has to be mm-hmm. perfect. They want it. And I'm, and we're, I'm always sharing and, and saying you may need to move forward. So the difference between the two would be completely disconnecting in your life. So not just when you're working on your business, not just when you're getting nervous about talking to a new client or getting nervous around something that's, if you can identify it as, oh, I only get this way when I'm working on my business, but but I'm Mm -hmm. okay in my personal life, then you're probably okay. But if it's overall across your entire life and you can't seem to get away from it, 
Would that be the best way to describe that to kind of give people, because we do talk about a lot of these things like being perfectionism, procrastination, and that falls Mm -hmm. under, I can ask you this, that falls under some of your coaching stuff because that would be beliefs. Mm -hmm. So people have- absolutely, yeah. 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 And I will say that like, and you might have it, I- it sounds like you're saying like within business, it is, there's going to be nerves. There's going to be like, I want to have like perfect. I need to do it absolutely right. I, you know, that not good enough, all those things. But um, there is kind of that personality too. And that there can be that tendency of getting to that high functioning, the over-functioning. And like, there's a thread of that that we can go into maybe deeper with like that perfectionism kind of way of being lends itself to like, having the anxiety, pushing it down and, and not, not feeling it. So, but I think that's a great way to look at like, you know, like this is not just an isolated thing where you're nervous about presenting or doing something for your business, but it's overall and it's impacting other areas of your life and how you are in your off time. Like that's a good way to look at like what happens in your off time. Do you, are you even able to have off time? Are you able yeah. to rest? Right. Yeah, because that's something I can I can relate with. I had insomnia really bad, and and it didn't matter if I was on vacation or if I was working. Like there was no relief from it, so I knew that was a problem. So that was something I needed to work on and work through. Yeah. Versus when I started my business this time, and I had some nights where I was like, my brain was not shutting off because I had a, a topic or something that I was working on it on my business and it was like going on in my head and I was like that's very specific and it doesn't happen every night it was just for a period of time and then it went away so it was totally different and I can tell the difference Mm. between the two now that I've experienced them so I would I would love to have a deeper conversation that we can have at a later date around Mm -hmm. really talking to that business entrepreneur mindset and the things that go Mm -hmm. along with that that can definitely be part of high functioning anxiety and depression for sure. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, So this has been a great conversation. And again, for the Mm -hmm. listeners, we really just want to bring awareness. I'm going to invite Nova back. We're going to be having her on regularly to discuss different topics around mental health and the things that we go through as business owners and also just how we can reach out for help. There's all different types and different levels. So if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about your business, so what it is that you do on your coaching side and how people can reach you. Yeah. So, I mean, you can find me at my website. It's probably the best place, novabeltran.com. And with the, the coaching side, I do a lot of mindfulness work, accessing resources, inner resources, outer resources. Having looking at how you can have your needs met and also be there still for others in your life, free work, self-work, work. And then if we do need to go deeper into any kind of like limiting beliefs that we like maybe past things from the past that need to be addressed, right? So we can move forward. There's tools and things I can do for that. And, and then looking at like, what do you want to create in your life? What and how can we make that happen. And so it's a lot of working through and helping women, mostly my clients are women, work through beliefs about like kind of like that keep them hidden, keep them hidden in their life and in their in what they want to do in the world. So 
Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here and all the wonderful information. And as always, for the listeners out there, keep it simple. Thanks for listening to this episode of Starting a Business Simplified, Navigating the Shift. If you enjoyed this episode, then hit the subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. This podcast is for you, so be sure to reach out and let me know what you thought about this episode. If you're not sure how to get started with your business, download a copy of the Starting a Business Simplified Guide. Click on the link in the show notes for your copy.